0: This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. And another parable Jesus put to the crowds, he said, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed seeds among the wheat and then went away. And so when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? And where then did these weeds come from? And he answered, An enemy has done this. And the slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and gather them up? But he replied, No, for in the gathering of the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. And then Jesus left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. And Jesus answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. And the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. And Jesus said, just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so it will be at the end of the age." The Son of Man will send His angels and they will collect out of His kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will be thrown into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. The Gospel of the Lord. And so, Heavenly Father, as we come to your word, we pray that you would hear not just the words of men, but the words of God. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. I want to take that as my text this morning from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, verses, beginning at verse 24. If you're making use of the Pew Bible, you can find that text on page 973. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, and beginning at verse 24. And this morning I want to talk about seeds. Seeds. Indeed, last week Jesus in his parable likened people to dirt or soil. And this week Jesus in his parable likens people to seeds. Now the context uh, for today's parable is the same as last week's. Indeed, if you notice again chapter 13 and beginning at verse 1, we see the context in which Jesus delivered these parables. Notice again, in that same day, chapter 13 and verse 1, Jesus went out of the house and he sat beside the sea. And as we said last week, the house, we're not exactly sure uh, what house it was. Uh, James and John and his family, they had a house in Capernaum, where Jesus was and where he had set up his base of operations for ministry in the Galilee. And Peter also had a house, and so perhaps it was one of, one of those places. But anyway, a house where, in Capernaum, where Jesus had set up his base of operations that was located right on the shores, the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee. And we continue reading in verse 2, and, and Matthew says, And great crowds gathered around Jesus, so that he got into a boat and he sat down. And people, he says... The whole crowd were standing on the beach. And then Jesus, verse 3, told them many things in parables. And after explaining the first parable, which we considered last week, which, we, which is commonly referred to as the parable of the sower, Jesus or Matthew tells us that Jesus, quote, put another parable before the people. And that parable is recorded for us beginning at verse 24, if you'll notice. Indeed, verse 24 and following. But he, Jesus, put another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared or likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And so when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, didn't didn't you sow good seed in your field? How then does it have these weeds? And the master said to them, An enemy has done this. And so the servants said, Then do you want us to go and to, to gather them? Verse 29. But he said, No, no lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. And so he says, verse 30, Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, quote, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. And so we have the parable. And Jesus says in verse 24, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed, as we see later in the passage, wheat seed. It was his intention. He prepared his, his uh, fields and plowed it out and, and sent his workers out to, to cast the seed to plant a field of wheat that it might later be harvested and dried and crushed to make bread. And Jesus continues in verse 25, but while his men, his, his field workers were sleeping in the darkness of night, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. The word wheat in the Greek is zizanium, uh, which is a reference to darnel. Which is a noxious weed with poisonous seeds, which looks very much like wheat, especially the younger, the more it looks like wheat. But as it, as it develops and becomes, uh, uh, as it continues to develop, it, it becomes a, a clearer the difference between the darnel and the wheat. And so, Jesus says in verse 26, and so when the plants came up and the wheat began to develop grain, The weeds appeared also." And so the servants of the master, the servants of the master of the householder, the master of the estate, and perhaps these were servants that worked at the house and maybe they were more on the business end of things as it relates to the business that he was running, said to him, "'Master, didn't you sow good seed in your field?' but we've gotten a report that there's weeds there. (laughs) Well, so where did the weeds come from? And the master said to them, an enemy has done this. Indeed, a friend would have never done such a thing. In fact, do you know that there was Roman law against this sort of thing? And it was a very serious crime to, to go and mess around with somebody's, I mean, this is a source of food, not only for the farmer and his servants but for the community but he said an enemy has done this someone who wishes me ill <laughs> verse 28 and so the servants were concerned and wanted to help solve the problem and so the servants said to him do you, do you want us to go and gather them and pull them out but the master of the estate said no Lest in gathering them or pulling them up, uh, pulling up the weeds, you also pull up or root up the wheat along with them. Indeed, by this time, the roots of the darnel, this noxious weed, and the wheats would have been intertwined. And in process of pulling up the darnel, uh, the wheat would have been pulled up as well. And so the master uh, says to them, uh, let both grow up together until the harvest. Because at the harvest, you're, going, you're finished with the wheat in the field anyway. You're going to, you're going to harvest it. You're going to cut it down. And, and, th- and thresh it and process it. And so he said, let both grow together. Literally in the Greek, leave both alone to grow together. And when the harvest comes and the wheat is fully mature and ready for reaping, then none of the wheat will be lost and so the master says let both grow together until the harvest and at the harvest time I'll tell the reapers they really know how to deal with this sort of thing I've got you running my helping me run my business let's leave it to them they're the better people to handle it and at harvest time I'll tell the reapers gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles and burn them they're garbage and worse than garbage Make sure nobody puts it in their mouth, but gather the wheat, which is valuable, into my barn. And so that's the parable. But then in verses 36 through 43, we have Jesus' explanation of the parable. Indeed, notice again, beginning at verse 36. And then Jesus, when he left the crowds, he went into the house. He's going in and out of the house quite a bit. Must have been rather near, actually, to the beach. And if you remember that Peter and and his family, and Peter and Andrew and his family, they were fishermen, and James and John, the sons of Zebedee, they were fishermen. That would have made a lot of sense. They had their boats there and lived very nearby. But he left the crowds, Jesus, it says. Jesus left the crowds and he went into the house and his disciples came to him and said, Explain to us. Because uh-huh. he didn't explain it to the crowd. Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And Jesus answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man, referring to himself. And the field is the world. And the good seed is the children of the kingdom. And the weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age and the reapers are angels. And Jesus continues, and just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the close of the age. The son of man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom like darnel out of the field. He will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers. And throw them into the fiery furnace. And in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. And Jesus closes with this indicative. And he who has ears, listen. And so Matthew says that Jesus left the crowds. He went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, explain to us, you know. Very interesting story, but what does it mean, Lord? Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And Jesus said, the one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. It's a title he often used of himself. We find it in the Old Testament, in the book of Daniel. It's a a messianic reference. The Son of Man. And he sows good seed in his field. Notice, it's his field. And Jesus goes on to say in verse 38, And the field is the world. It's his field. (laughs) It's his world. Indeed, the world belongs to God. And here, Jesus is saying, it belongs to me. Which is an extraordinary thing for Jesus to say. Not the sort of thing that Moses or Isaiah, one of the prophets, would say if Jesus was just a good teacher. This wasn't the sort of thing that one of the rabbis in Jerusalem would have said. And the field belongs to me and the field is the world. But Jesus says these types of things all the time, not just in the Gospel of John, but in the synoptics. And his divinity uh, is, is everywhere out of his own lips Indeed, in Psalms 24, and verse 1, we read, And the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and all those who dwell therein. So it belongs to the Father, and Jesus says, and it belongs to me. And Jesus says in verse 38, And the good seed that he sows are the sons of the kingdom, sons, daughters of the kingdom, the citizens, those who belong to the kingdom, who will inherit the kingdom of God. Indeed, what Jesus sows in the world are his disciples, the children of the kingdom, the children of God. And Jesus says the words, of the weeds on the other hand, the darnel, are the sons of the evil one. They corrupt the field. (laughs) And Jesus says in verse 39, And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. What extraordinary language, and what an extraordinary thing to say, things that I think sometimes are missed, and some, to the extent we have sort of a sentimental view about Jesus. He spoke straightforwardly. Many of the things he had to say were difficult and hard and challenging, but always straightforward and always the truth, because he is the truth. And God speaks nothing but the truth. Uh, in fact, as I was reading this, uh, the, and the weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. Is it, it's reminiscent of what Jesus said in another place. In John chapter 8 and verse 44, saying it to those who refused to trust in him, refuse to, 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 to take what he was saying and make it their own, and seeking all the time an opportunity to take him down. He said in John 8 and 44, you are of your father the devil and your will is to do your father's will. (laughs) He's a murderer and was from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. How interesting. That's why when uh, the devil speaks to you, maybe in the quietness of your own heart, don't ever sit down and have a conversation with him because everything that he says to you is a lie. Did God say that you couldn't eat of every tree of the garden? Well, God said, don't eat of this tree because in the day that we eat thereof, we will surely die. (laughs) And Satan said, you won't die. when he lies he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. And so Jesus said that the weeds are the sons of the evil one and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. And Jesus says and the harvest is the end of the age. That is the age that we're now living. He was living in it and we're living it this present time. Or as from God's perspective the last days and the harvest is the end of the age and Jesus says and the reapers are angels in fact in verse 41 he says they're my angels they're the angels that belong and take direction from the son of man which is another extraordinary thing that Jesus says and Jesus continues in verse 40 and just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire so it will be at the end of the age Indeed, Jesus says, The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom because they, it doesn't belong there. He will gather out of his kingdom all that causes sin, that is, all those who promote sin, and all lawbreakers, or if you like, all those who pursue sin, and throw them into the fiery furnace which, of course, is a description of that terrible place of divine judgment. Indeed, Jesus says that in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It is weeping, in fact, literally in the Greek, it's wailing. I think the word weeping, we kind of think of sort of a quiet, little controlled expression, maybe tears, expression of sorrow. The word is wailing! (laughs) Wailing! Wailing because of the pain and and the gnashing of teeth, which signifies rage and frustration. In fact, it's very interesting that in the the place of final judgment, there is no remorse. There is no repentance. Just never-ending sorrow, rage, and pain. the end of the age isn't just about the weeds and the sons of the evil one. Indeed Jesus says in verse 43, and then at the end of the age, (laughs) the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Which is interesting because Jesus was always talking about God as his father and he says, and my father is their father and they will shine like the sun. You may not have noticed them In the present age, but in the age to come. And when I usher in the kingdom, they will shine like the sun and inhabit the kingdom. And then Jesus ends with this imperative a comfort to some and a challenge to others. And he who has ears, let him hear. In fact, Peter and James and John and Andrew and Matthew and Bartholomew and all the Philip and all the rest, did I say Nathaniel? They all heard, and so did Judas. And he who has ears, let him hear. And so I wonder, what would the end of the age look like for you? Because the end will come, I will experience it, and so will you. Indeed, nothing can keep us from experiencing it, even death, interestingly enough, as I was thinking about this. In fact, Jesus says in another place, in John chapter 5, in beginning of verse 22, He said, For the Father judges no one, this is interesting, The Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. Jesus will be the one who judges. In fact, we read that in the same Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 25, and at the end of the age, when the Son of Man comes in all of His glory, and with His holy angels, He will separate the nations, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and judge them. And so here in John, Jesus speaking, For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. And then he says, and do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs, not even death can can separate us from the coming judgment. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear the voice of the Son, and will come out... Those who have done good to a resurrection of life and to those who have done evil, a resurrection of judgment. And so the end will come and all of us will experience it. And how we experience it when it comes rests with us. Seeds. Let us pray. The first shall be last. The last shall be first. The way up is the way down. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Things that you said, Jesus, all throughout your ministry, but not everybody was listening. In fact, only a few were if we take seriously what you said and, and 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 seek to be on the narrow road that leads to life. But few find it. <laughs> well help us to find it, Lord to even as Connie was reading from Romans, and we shall reign with him if we suffer with him. If we're willing to pay the cost of discipleship, he will say, you will say, Lord, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And here in this parable, just another example of that. Guard, safeguard us, Lord, from the evil one, and give us ears to hear the voice of the Son of Man, that when the end comes, he may welcome us into his kingdom with open arms and with all the rest of his children with him, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.